Okay, so let's let's outline what happened. Uh, it's actually it's it's kind of uh, two parshas one next to each other. You have the parsha of, of of Balak, followed by the parsha of Pinchas, and starts off Balak. There was this king Balak who was terrified of the Jewish people. He hires the sorcerer, this really skilled, but uh, uh, highly unethical or whatever you can say about him, uh, sorcerer or prophet, yeah, prophet uh, by the name of Bilam to curse the Jews. He, Bilam really wants to curse the Jews. God says no. He fights back. He says yes. Eventually he goes. The whole story. He, he get, ascends to the mountain. He brings sacrifices. And instead of giving a blessing, instead of giving a curse, he gives him a blessing. And he says, no, 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 I got to go to a different mountaintop. They go to a different mountaintop. A third time, he gives amazing blessings. Three times, he gives amazing blessings. If you want, uh, the sages always point out that if you look at Bilam's blessings to the Jewish people, even though uh, he really came out with the intent of cursing the Jewish people, but those blessings kind of underscore who we really are as a nation. Beautiful, 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 poetic blessings that, uh, that he was kind of compelled to give the Jewish people. Inspired by donkeys. Well, inspired by donkeys. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he's the kind of guy who... The Talmud says that he slept with his donkey. Like that's what it says about him. Yeah, Rashi brings it down. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, and, but who had prophecy that rivaled that of Moses? So he kind of had the opportunity, but didn't didn't exactly uh, uh, maximize his opportunity. Anyhow, in the end, he wasn't successful. That Balak who hired him is furious, and he gives him an advice, and he says. The God of these people hates promiscuity, and he, they develop a plan to have the Midianite girls go seduce the Jewish men. And at the end of the Parsha, it's a very fascinating one, which is read a couple of weeks ago, you said, uh, you have one of the presidents of one of the tribes who is uh, uh, publicly fornicating with a Midianite uh, princess. And uh, Pinchas, Phineas, he goes uh, to the... He's Aaron's nephew, right? He's Aaron's nephew, yes. He goes to... Well, no, he's Aaron's grand, grandson. Pinchas, the son of Elazar, son of Aaron. He goes to the tent. Everyone knows what's happening. And uh, the tribe of Shimon is fiercely protecting their leader, who's, you know, who's engaging in this... Uh, highly immoral and very public activity and he goes to the uh, goes to the tent and he says uh, oh I want to participate in as well and he takes the peg from the from the tent and he goes and he stabs them both and kills them both that's the story and he, the Talmud gives us more detail it says that uh, you know there's a whole like I said there were 12 miracles that happened to, to Pinchas uh, a whole a whole list of miracles that the Talmud brings in, in uh, I think it's like uh, 105 or something the details. So he's able to stab them both. They miraculously die from this one stab wound. He actually stabs him and her at the actual point of uh, their intercourse. He's able to, uh, it says that he's able to lift them both with, with, uh, with the uh, peg still attached and he shows everyone and kind of he ends he ends this uh, this uh, uh, he ends this um, there was a plague, and he ends the plague, and kind of, you know, he everyone, uh, and they tried to kill him, but they wanted to kill him. That's the story. And the Torah lauds Pinchas for his decision of, uh, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of bravery and zealotry. Now, the question is, it seems like, like you mentioned, he seems like a lunatic. Lunatic, yeah. or what was the word you used? <laughs> a little cray-cray. A little cray-cray. <laughs> uh, so the Talmud actually says that what 
Pinchas did was kind of in the gray area of law. So much so that uh, it talks about this, I think there's two or three uh, infractions that the Torah says it's kind of like anarchy reigns. How so? Um, that uh, people, when people do public acts of, uh, of, of Chilul Hashem, which is a disgrace or a degradation or defilement of God's name in a public fashion, then uh, someone who's a Kanoi, someone who's so disturbed by that, who murders that person, is not liable. That being said, that being said, uh, if, let's say, Phineas or Pinchas were to ask permission, uh, am I allowed to kill this person? They would say no. They would, they would say no. And if Zimri, that individual, um, were to kill Pinchas, he's, he's also not liable. It's self-defense. It's self-defense. It means he's allowed to defend himself. So it's kind of in the gray area where the Torah says that in this very unique case, where you have a public degradation of God's name, and someone says he's so disturbed by it, he doesn't even ask anyone. If he asks, he can't do it. If he, he says, oh, am I allowed to do it? If he stops, he hesitates for a moment, then he's, then he's not allowed to do it. But he does it and kills him, then he, 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 can't, be, he can't, be, uh, can't be punished for it. Uh, but obviously, it's not a law. Like, uh, it's not a law that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that permits uh, just uh, uh, people who do what they want to take the law into their own hands, so to speak. And he risked his life by doing it. Because if, if Zimri would have shot him, Zimri would have been free and clear. No jury in the world would, uh, would indict him. So yes, it's kind of a bizarre situation. And but where does it end, though? Uh-huh. Do I see Vitaly violating a mitzvah? No, 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 no. So it's, no, no, it's, no, so it's not. It's not. <laughs> uh, no, it's only, it's only, it's only for, uh, it's only for uh, such a, uh, the example that's brought of someone right. who, who, in a public... No, so not the top, but Baruch it, Goldstein uses this as a justification. No, Baruch Goldstein was a, he was a cray cray. Right, yeah, he's Goldstein a cray cray. The guy who shot up a mosque shot up about twenty mosque. years ago, right? So he's crazy, right? That's <laughs> lunacy, and that. But that's also not a chaloshem. That's not a desecration of God. It's only a desecration of God when someone of high stature, like a president of a Jewish tribe, is engaged in a very, very high profile, highly publicized uh, sexual sin. Sexual. Yes, it's not, not like anything else. It's not like if someone, you know, if someone does anything else. No. When Isaac Rabin was murdered by, uh, well, was murdered by that guy, I forgot his Yigal name. Amir. Yigal Amir. Yigal Amir, exactly, for trying, obviously this guy claimed, of, so he was disturbed by what Isaac These Rabin guys are criminals, and they are terrorists, and Baruch Rothstein, I know there are some people that say, oh, what a brave guy. You know, he's not a brave guy, and he's not, should not be a positive dude at all, I don't think. Because I don't think he does anything positive. Like he killed what twenty nine Arabs. What do we have from that? Well, nothing. It's not. Like it doesn't solve any problem. All it does is incite our detractors, and it's it's unJewish, like we mentioned earlier, and it doesn't accomplish anything. And he himself was killed. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And who knows how many other Jews were killed as as revenge? So why would someone do that? I think someone that, who does that is considered a pursuer. That, it's someone who's pursuing to kill other Jews. And that guy, that guy is obviously not well. If you read the stories about the guy who was indicted for, for doing that, he's, he publicly announced that he's Mashiach. He's obviously nuts. He's obviously nuts. The guy who did, and he did that. And what did he gain? We have a war now. There's 66 soldiers dead yeah, because of him. Yeah. Uh, because of him. Phineas but as a result. This guy killed a Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, 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 and innocent guy. There's a key difference. But yeah, he's 
Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So yes, it, it is a very bizarre law, and in fact, there's another there's another law that says um, I think if if some if a Cohen, which I remember, if a Cohen steals one of the uh, the vestments of the temple and defiles it, there's another there's a few other examples of times where people that are zealous who don't ask questions who commit an act of kind of of, of standing up for God, so to speak. Uh, they, that they don't get punished, but it, it's it's an outlier. Okay. And that being said, I think it's important to talk about the idea of 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 uh, of chilul and kiddush Hashem. Um, if you look at Maimonides, Maimonides is structured. Uh, the beginning of the books are structured by order of importance. It means you have some books that are structured by order of the day, so like you know, like the Jewish laws of waking up in the morning and prayer and eating breakfast and like going through the day and then going through the week. You have books that are organized by order of the Torah, well, like the, the book, the Chinuch, uh, the 13th century book of apocryphal authorship that says, it starts, starts from Genesis, and it talks about the first mitzvah of the Torah, which is uh, appropriation, then it talks about the circumcision, and then it talks about not eating the sciatic nerve, and it goes through Genesis and Exodus all the way to Deuteronomy. Maimonides is structured very uniquely in the structure of order of importance. Now, who determines what's most more important? Well, the author did. So what does he start with? He starts with, you've got to believe in God. You know, and he demonstrates what, what, what it would mean by God, right? The first four chapters of, of Maimonides talk about God. He describes what anthropomorphisms are, anthropomorphisms are and uh, a little bit of the, of the evidence that we have from God, and just the identity of God, and believing in one God. Like, starts from the top. What's the very next thing that he mentions? Uh, um, desecrating and, uh, and, and sanctifying God's name. Like, we, uh, in our activity, in our behavior, can be either do kiddush Hashem, like we can sanctify God's name. People could say, look at these Jews, look how well they behave. Like, you know, and that is kind of bringing honor to God. It's kind of like a validation of the, of the, of the, of the Torah theory, where the Torah given to the Jewish people, a special nation that has kind of a special morals, lives in higher moral standard, right? and, and acts and behaves that way. So that's a, a, a very positive thing. It's the, one, it's the best mitzvah. And the worst mitzvah is where, God forbid, if, if, you know, if a Jew acts in an un-Jewish manner and does things that, uh, that, uh, that lower the status of Jews and the Jewish people and God in the eyes of the, whole, the entire world, then that's uh, the worst sin. And hence it's brought away at the beginning. And, uh, you said the keys to the eyes of the entire world. Well, the entire world, amongst the Jewish people. So if somebody goes and eats a pork sandwich is one thing, versus if somebody goes and yeah, it means a- anything that would run afoul, that, 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 is, that is against what the Jewish people have been teaching, is uh, a certain measure of a Kiddush and Chilul Hashem. Uh, and also the, the, the venue matters. It means if someone, if someone does something in front of everyone, like, uh, like the, uh, the guy that Phineas um, uh, dealt with, uh, that's different than if someone does things in his house behind locked doors. It's different. Uh, it's, it's you know there's a, when someone has a brazen uh, act in front of everyone, uh, especially someone of ha- such high stature. Well, that's the epitome of a of a desecration of God's name. And this wouldn't have been justified in Vitaly's example. Of, of course not. Uh, you're right because it wasn't that level of a, of a exactly right. exactly. Okay. And so even. It, yeah, and even if uh, even if 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 this guy Zimri was in his house but no one knew about it, they also want to be justified. It's different. It's a different. It's, you know. Uh, now, Maimonides, importantly, with well, Maimonides and the laws of repentance, 
where he collects and organizes all the uh, laws of repentance from everywhere in uh, all these disparate sources. You know, there's no book in the Talmud or in the Mishnah that says the book of repentance. So, you know, it's one of the wonders of Maimonides that he was able to assemble everything, a little line from here, a little line from there, and assemble it all and make, you know, I think, what is it, nine or uh, ten chapters where he talks about repentance. So what he mentions, he mentions that there are certain sins that Yom Kippur doesn't help for. You know, we talk about Yom Kippur, Day of Atonement, Day of Forgiveness. Yom Kippur doesn't help for sins of desecrating God's name. It's that, you know, because it is a sin, it, it, is a, it is a departure from the Jewish way that is very, very bad, a very high level, and you have to do a lot more than that. Yom Kippur is not, it's not uh, that alone. Not, it's not but you still do tshuva for it. Yeah, so he outlines how to do tshuva for it. So, so that's so that's that. Yes, it is a bizarre situation. It does seem crazy for most of us. It's, it's not, not even practical at all. Like, you know, I wouldn't do it. I don't have the, I don't have the guts. No one had the guts. It seems like yeah. uh, uh, it's a, like no like because if you ask, if the Talmud says if someone goes over and asks, can I can I, am I allowed to? Is it legal? Like he asks his legal representative, it says no, it's not legal for you. It's not legal. Anyone asks questions, it's not legal. Okay, so so it, 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 it leads to to the question that I had on my mind was about conflicting teachings. So, for instance, you, you mentioned the um, the midrash about about God holding the mountain overturned and said, "You can take my commandments or not." And then there's other teachings that say God offered the uh, the commandments to other peoples who rejected it because they 